Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take time to speak with small cap executives uh, to see what's going on with their companies. And there's a lot going on with Pyrogenesis. As you can see, we got Peter Pascal on. He's present CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada. Trades on both the TSX Big Board and the NASDAQ on the stock symbol PYR. Now, we do know that we've grown the investor base of Pyrogenesis immensely over uh, the past 12 months. So we're using this opportunity as a corporate update to go over some of the most important initiatives and even explain the bid, the genesis of those corporate initiatives uh, for especially for the benefit of new shareholders uh, at home who really want to get up to speed with the company. Highlights that you need to know about, Q1 revenue was $6.3 million, a 771% increase. Net earnings, comprehensive income, 3.7 mil. That's an increase of $5.5 million. Came put a percentage on that, so $5.5 million swing. Gross profit, 2.14 mil, uh, that's up 700% and a backlog of signed contracts at $26 million. Peter, let's talk about all these great initiatives. Welcome back, great to see you. Thanks, George. I miss the gang, miss you all. I've been a, a little busy these days as you'll see with this update, uh, but it's good to be back. It's good to be here. For everybody at home, want to be clear about something. We're not going to be disclosing anything new, no material news of any kind, but what we are going to do is uh, provide good overview and corporate update of each of the initiatives the company's got going. There are many of them. We're going to start off with DrossRight, and specifically on June 7th, Peter, you announced that you received uh, an LOI for three 10-ton 10 DrossRight systems. Try saying that really fast. Yeah. Before we talk about that, because we have so many new people, quick summary, what is Dross? And then what is your product, Dross Right? So Dross is a uh, byproduct of the aluminum smelter uh, industry. And when the aluminum comes off the smelter, it comes in contact with oxygen and it forms a Dross, which is like a sponge. And it sucks up all the valuable aluminum. And they don't like it, so they scoop it off and put it to the side. But there's valuable aluminum in it. And so what they do is they send it off to third parties uh, to recover that valuable metal. Why does it go off? To third parties, simply they usually use salt, and salt come, cannot come in contact with the smelter, so uh, it has to go or it'll contaminate the whole batch, so it goes off site. So what we do, George, as most people know, we use a product that a process that does not use salt. So there's a lot of benefits. You can be on site. You can do it cheaper. You can do it faster. Uh, there's a higher metal recovery, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was our basic offering, and. What's very interesting is the presence we're having, not just in DrossRight, but in the aluminum industry in general. And, and let, me, let me be more specific. So we've done a, a great job with the DrossRight uh, offering itself. We won, uh, our technology won a huge contract uh, for I think the largest one that was ever put out to bid for seven systems for $20 million. Uh, you can go look at some of, our, some of the press releases and get some more details on that in the past. What's very interesting is we've identified both downstream opportunities and upstream opportunities. What do I mean by that? Because we're inside the fence, we call it the golden ticket uh, now, and we're seeing what's happening. We see that how they're handling the residues that come off, come off of handling dross can be handled with a different process that creates a lot more value with the end product. So these residues are coming off the, the process and they're either they're either going to a landfill 
or being used uh, sold uh, as a cheap additive in the cement industry. Right now, in many parts of the world, even though it's a clean residue, they don't want it in the landfills. So there's a question of what to do Absolutely. with this residue. So we found the process, which we are hopefully going to conclude shortly, where, um, and separate from dross, right? It's a separate new process. It's an add-on that will take these residues and make them into high valuable chemical, uh, 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 chemical, chemical products, like an aluminum and ammonium sulfate. So we're tying up that end which makes the dross right offering even more powerful. But being inside the fence, we're also looking upstream. And we've identified a couple of places where we could use our plasma technology and make it cheaper and uh, lower greenhouse gases. So you see we're doing- Do you got specifics what those opportunities are? Well, um, I'm not going to talk about them specifically, okay. um, but, but they're a high, high value opportunities. So what's key is, uh, is that what I said was we make it cheaper and greenhouse gas reducing. And I'll come to that in a moment again. So what we're doing is we're tying up the upstream draws rate and downstream and totally separate we announced in a press release that we have a relationship with a, 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 a Alouette uh, to, and, and, the, and the Canadian government also fin financed it a bit, um, to look at repurposing the residues that come off of spent pot liners. These residues go to landfill. What? Spent pot liners. So residue, uh, residues from spent pot liners are traditionally sent to landfill. And this has been this is a huge problem that's been plaguing the industry. And, and we think we've come up with a solution where we can repurpose that into a valuable product. So these are all, if you're looking at what we're, I've been talking about here, what's coming, what's, what's, what's taking form is a significant presence in the aluminum industry in helping a very conservative uh, industry address their greenhouse gas issues, their environmental issues, by, by repurposing uh, residues or, 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 or lowering greenhouse gases or both. Um, and it's, become, it's becoming a very significant um, uh, part of our business. And, and how big of an impact do you think you're gonna be able to make, Peter? on the greenhouse gases side. So when it comes to the dross right and the downstream uh, processing of residues and the upstream, I think it's very significant because we can do things cheaper. Now, I've coined it, uh, 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 what I've said is a pyrogenesis, we're making sustainability sustainable. And what do I mean by that? I think it's, uh, I think it's unreasonable to ask companies to do something more expensive to meet their greenhouse gas emissions or their environmental, uh, um, their environmental uh, uh, mandates. Because as a, as a, in the, I think in the world, we have enough intellectual ability, we're smart enough to be able to provide or try to provide these companies with something cheaper. Like it, your legacy technology is, is this, it costs this, um, you're, you're, you're damaging the environment. Let me give you something that not only does not damage the environment, but is cheaper. 
it's better to use our 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 our, our technology uh, this technology so i think if we take the attitude that the goal here is yes is to reduce greenhouse gases but it's also to make it cheaper to the end user when you have both of those take place at the same time it's it's a, it's a, it's a win win and that's what we're doing at pyrogenesis we're trying to get rid of that reluctance that companies have to adopt more expensive technologies, although they do want to reduce their greenhouse gases and be environmentally uh, friendly. But it's difficult. You're trying to run a company, you're trying to make money, and all of a sudden they're faced with more expensive uh, processes. Well, at Pyrogenesis, we don't. Like the upstream uh, uh, solutions we have in, in the processing of draws, it lowers their costs. They should do it anyways. And, and that's why I say, that's how we make sustainability sustainable is we make it cheaper all right and that's the key here pyrogenesis we seem to be nailing this uh, uh is that the basis for this loi that's going to be okay know, so, so the loi be, so sorry that was the question 10 to 15 million dollars so i got away from that i got away from that you're right no, uh, the passion is great because we don't <coughs> understand the core so, of what i was trying to achieve so the loi is, is happy i mean it's, it's it's a nice number it's it's, it's important but I get very excited about the whole, everything that we're doing there is coming to fruition. It's taking Clearly. Time. But why do we press release an LOI? Letters of intent, you know, can be written on the back of a napkin on a plane in a conversation. They, they don't really mean anything. So we don't press, I don't know if, I can't remember if we ever press released a previous LOI. Why it's important is because, and I thought it was material, is it, it comes from an existing client who obviously has familiarity with our systems and is obviously expanding. So they're expanding they've given us an LOI signaling their intent to buy draws right systems uh, for their expansion. And I, I gave the number, it's like three times 10, ton, three times 10 tons. Three 10 ton systems uh, in the 10 to $50 million range. And that depends on how they configure it and what changes they want and what they're gonna, so, so that, that's why the range is there. Um, why is an LOI important? Because, um, and, and, and why, do, why do we announce an LOI? And why do they go to an LOI? Well, basically, I mean, um, I mean, if, if you know what's happening in the world, uh, there's all sorts of issues taking place with supply chains, uh, as you know, shipping, supply chains. So it's prudent if somebody's gonna do something, if they're smart, they're gonna tell us basically, hey, Pyrogenesis, this is what's taking place. This is what you can look forward to. Uh, here's a letter of intent to give you some comfort. So you can go to your suppliers and, and, and put them on notice because the, the, the more notice you give to suppliers, the better it is. Uh, the, you know, hopefully we can mitigate some of the, the, the supply chain issues, uh, not with the supply chain issues, especially with respect to shipping. Shipping is a big problem these days, a big problem. So um, uh, across the world, I mean, that's not news. So it's a prudent thing that somebody may give us an LOI and say, hey, this is our intent. This is what we're looking forward to. There's no guarantee. I mean, things can change, but it's an existing client who intends to expand, who has given us an LOI, and that speaks to the technology. That's what's important. And, and I, know, I know things can change, Peter, but really at the end of the day, it's an existing client. If they're coming back, it means they're very happy with what they got the first time around. Yeah. Am, I, am, I, am I too optimistic in saying it's, it's highly unlikely that uh, this LOI is gonna fail? Well, look, it, there, this, this, what's material is it speaks to their intention given their growth plans. Do their growth plans change because of something? I don't think so. The industry seems to be growing. Um, and, 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 and I don't know whether it's optimistic or not optimistic, but, it, but it's not in the bag, right? 
But what it clearly indicates is, again, right technology is, is, is very quickly taking hold in the industries, in the industry um, with existing clients wanting to order more and when they expand. So you can imagine all the other people who are, who are, who are first time uh, having conversations with us for the first time are also very excited. And as I want, that's actually, I uh, want to finish off with that. It's the last, but maybe most important question for me, which is, is the rest of the industry now starting to find out? Are they start? Are, are you comfortable that the, that the global aluminum industry is, is finding out about your dross right solution? Yes. And is that why you're so passionate about, you know, being able to sustain sustainability because you, you know you can deliver yeah. this to the whole world yeah most certainly i mean when you're when you're when you're delivering to some of the most discerning clients and they reorder it's very exciting it's very exciting let's move on to uh your iron ore pelletization initiative uh, and i'm going to ask you to do the same thing the headline that spurs this is your june 3rd announcement power genesis announces request for cost estimate yeah, major iron ore producer for 36 plasma torches. Before we get to that, let's do the same thing we did with Drossright, which is okay. what's going on in the iron ore world, specifically iron ore pelletization, that they now are taking such a, such a strong look at pyrogenesis. And this, again, yeah. is for the benefit of new investors who may not fully understand that, but it, it's you know, a quick summary so, there. So uh, iron ore pelletization is a process where they concentrate the iron ore at the source before transporting it. And they use diesel burners to do it. Um, their, their diesel burners are fossil fuel burners. They're damaging to the environment. Now, it's not just the iron ore pelletization industry uh, that uses diesel burners. You have the cement industry, the glass industry, automotive industry, a number of industries that, that, that do that. And they're all under pressure from environmentalists to address this greenhouse gas dam damaging process, uh, environmentally damaging process. Well, the reason why iron ore pelletization is interesting is because we have a patent there to replace diesel burners with plasma torches. Plasma torches don't operate on diesel. They're very clean. So they do not have a greenhouse gas um, effect. I don't know, they do. They don't have, they, they, it's negative. I mean, we don't, we, don't, we, don't, uh, we don't damage the environment. We don't produce greenhouse gases. So the question has always been, can you replace the diesel burner with a plasma torch? And the answer is yes, you can. Up to now, it looks like it's extremely beneficial. It's a plug and play. You just take out the diesel burner, you replace it with a plasma torch, a few adjustments. Um, it, it seems to be, um, you don't have to shut down the furnace. That's very important to, to, to do this. Uh, you just have to replace, uh, you just can replace the diesel burner while the furnace is running. So there's no loss of revenues. The, um, and it looks, it seems like it's economical to do. And this is, by the way, a massive, uh, industry and it's a massive problem right peter you're talking about iron ore so what you're talking about is the biggest uh, to be clear the customers are multi-billion dollar international iron ore producers yeah at the end they that once they ship take it out of the ground they need to ship some iron ore to georgecom across the country in shipping containers and they need to pelletize it because that's much more effective than just throwing chunks of rock we all know you know you, you lose probably 50 60 percent yeah. Percent so of your space. You're, you're right. well, this is a big opportunity, right, Peter? Yeah, so, so the opportunity. So each furnace can have up to 50 diesel burners. Okay. And, he, and each one of these plants can have up to, you know, 10, 12, they have four, or 10, 12 actual furnaces. So we're talking thousands and thousands, just in iron ore pelletization, 
We're not talking about the cement industry and all the other ones that also are interested. Um, so what we've identified in our press releases are three clients and we, we don't name them. We call them A, B, and C. Um, we just don't name our clients. Some people ask us, you know, what transparency and things that's, you know, look, it's part of our know-how. You know, that's it. That's part of our know-how. I wouldn't announce them. Yeah, no we don't announce it. You know, you're, then you can have investors calling them up and asking them questions. No, no, no. Forget about it. Um, if you can't fill in the blank with any multi-billion dollar iron ore pelletizer and conclude something, it doesn't really matter. It's a multi-billion dollar. Pick one in the world, put in the blank. It's the same conclusion. Yeah, again, it isn't George Calm Little Iron Ore Company uh, in, in Timmins, Ontario or something no, like that. They no, were talking about major international producers. It isn't. But what we did was, we, uh, and because we have the patent, we estimate that the total marketplace has, has a potential, it's a potential marketplace of up, up to $10 billion. I mean, it's huge. Um, we identified three, A, B, and clients, A, B, and C. And the reason why we did it, primarily the, the first three, and I think that's material. I think the first one's material. The second one is good in the third one because the first one maybe just, you know, don't know what they're doing. The second one might be a copycat. But when you have a third one, you know, you get some sense that, you know, there seems to be some independence there and they're coming to some, they have the same problem and, and they might be looking at this as the solution. So um, what we find is typically happens is that they look at, uh, they want to know, Again, it's a conservative industry, so they want to make sure nothing untoward is happening. So they want a computer simulation of their situation. And once that box is ticked, they order a, a one to, it seems like one to five torches. Once that's completed, then it goes on to the next. Well, client A, um, while we were doing the computer simulation, was already negotiating um, the plasma torch deal, which we sold for 1.8 million, the first one, to client A. Again, we would not um, we would not announce a letter of intent. We get letters of intent quite often, but in this particular situation, it was important because it was material because it reflected the continuation of the process of the thinking. Right. Uh, Thirty-six torches is a, is a very specific number, so it, it, one might conclude that they've already identified the exact furnace they want. So. The, th this is very interesting because as we're moving along and we're getting closer to to the, to the conclusion, uh, hope the conclusion they're going to replace all their all their torches and all their burners. I mean, all their furnaces. Um, I mean, it's, it's material from that aspect. Th this sounds like it's for one furnace specifically, right? That's like what I said. That's what I said. They, one furnace. Let's do that one furnace, and and let's see how it goes. Not that they place the order, but they've requested a cost estimate. So, it's, what's also nice is. The, the final, the conclusions coming from that torch sale haven't been made public yet. I mean, you know, so, um, and it seems like people are moving, identifying furnaces despite not having that data. Um, not ordering, they're ordering a cost estimate. So, I mean, I think that's a, a, amazing news and, 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 and a, a, a letter of intent, I believe, has a significant value in this specific situation. It doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition, absolutely not, but it shows intent and it shows progress. And that's why I think it's extremely, extremely exciting um, and, and that, extremely important to, to know the investors know. And that came out June 3rd. So we never, look, we never put you to timelines, but you know, has that progressed along well? And, and how long do you expect the process to take place where you get them a cost you know, estimate? I, I, you know, we'll get the cost estimate out to them. We have questions that we ask them, you know, they goes back and forth. We ask them some more questions because 
we need to get some form around certain things, and then we we we, we provide them with the cost estimate, and that's the natural that's the natural way of doing things. What's going to go after that? We don't know. I mean, it's it's the first time this is being done for us. You know, it's the first time. Uh, you know, or anyone in the world, or anyone, in, or anyone in the world for that matter. And then you have a, another complicated issue, which which is huge, in the sense. Okay, it's a double-edged sword. We have governments around the world trying to stimulate their economies by investing in infrastructure and environmental uh, processes. So here you are, let's say, I'm just, I don't know this for a fact. I'm, I'm just saying, listen, you're a multi-billion dollar company. You're going to do some changes to your equipment. You're going to do some infrastructure changes and you're already got the money to do it. Well, if the government's going to give you a freebie, okay, then you're going to fill out the paperwork and say, okay, listen, uh, we want to do the A, B, and C. Well, that takes time, right? And usually in most areas, the ones that where I know you're getting government funding, if you start the project, you can't ask for government funding because it means you don't need it, you know? So, uh, so you wait, you get the government sign off, or, you, or maybe you put in the paperwork. Different places is a different um, a trigger, which allows you to continue the project without, uh, you know, without the money in place yet. But you can imagine if there's money out there or support out there, they'd be stupid not to take it. So this is good because it's going to, it's a tailwind, you know, this government funding and things is a tailwind into people adopting our processes, but you can actually see how it could also in the initial stages delay it. These are all out of our control. I mean, we, we don't know, we don't know where, you know, where things right. are. But the part that's in your control is clearly there's an appetite, a very positive appetite for your, for your plasma torch burners at yeah. the end of the day. And they're just yeah. trying to figure out how to get it there. The other thing is, let, if one assumes that there might be a success, okay, it's not a $2 profit margin. You know, it's not like, oh, it really matters if we do it this week or uh, months from now. The, the, impl the impact, if it's, if it's successful and we conclude a deal with any of these clients, um, it's very material. It's very material. I mean, it's, 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 it's um it, it's very material to the company and, um, and, and what do you care if it happens next week next month or in six months i mean this type of materiality or change is very significant peter that's just my it's just my 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 my, my view well in the past you've alluded to in a pre in a press release and not specifically to this i want to make sure we're clear to everybody but that the ballpark, you know, selling price per torch, per plasma torch is about $3 million. Okay, so what we said was in the specific industry, very early on, right. we estimated that the net present value to us for each torch sale would be $3 million. Now, that's a very conservative estimate. I'll explain to you why it's conservative. Um, well, first of all, we, we anticipated that the torch would be, a uh, sale would be around 1.2 million. And the balance would be from service and maintenance and we cut it off at five years. It's ludicrous to cut it off at five years. I mean, these are, these are long-term sales. Uh, 10, 20 years would be more, more likely you know, to be the, the right number, but we cut it at five years. So the $3 million was comprised of two parts. One, the initial torch sale at 1.2, and then we cut off the service and maintenance at five years. Well, the first torch sale wasn't at 1.2, it was 1.8. Okay, so there you go, we're already, Three million is already a conservative number uh, from 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 what's taken place so far. Um, so yes, you're right, George. We didn't mention three million dollars. It was a net present value. It was a very conservative number, um, and it was in this industry. 
All right. Um, let's move on to the next initiative, which is additive manufacturing powders, better known as 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, the press release we want to talk about is in reference to that is April 20th, Pyrogenesis signs agreement with tier one global oh, yeah. aerospace company. Again, not George Com, a tier one global aerospace company for qualification of added manufacturing powders, 3D printing powders. Same thing with dross, same thing with iron ore pelletization, just a little bit of uh, explanation about, about pyrogenesis powder uh, abilities, because this isn't, this isn't 3D, these, these, this isn't 3D printing powders for me to print off little things at home in my hobby machine. Uh, this is serious stuff. Just a little, just a little summary there for all the new investors. Then let's go into specifically sure. that press release. So I have to be careful. So there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening here. That that they're good, not interesting takeaways. First of all, as background uh, that we have announced was um, uh, we have a relationship with uh, a multi-billion-dollar company uh, out of Europe um, to have a mutually exclusive arrangement where we would supply titanium powders to them. And they would buy exclusively from us for the European added manufacturing industry. And that was signed several years ago. Um, yeah, I think so, several years ago. We also announced that we had an, int an interesting relationship with a tier one uh, OEM uh, who was also interested in, in buying our, our, our powders. What we didn't realize when we first got involved with the, um, uh, this company out of Europe was that when you sign a deal with an OEM, the process, the production has to be locked down. You can't change it for that particular contract. For that, that was it's very important. That was very important to us because we had on the drawing board some um, ideas that would increase the production rate to unheard of levels and lower the cost, the capital costs and the operating costs at the same time. We could have gone with our legacy technology, got the press release and moved on. But this speaks also to how we operate the company. We do it um, not for the press release. We do it because what we're doing is we, we decided, so let me back up again. What we decided to do was delay production so that we could incorporate these changes. It was at a time also the money was tight, so it took time. And this is called the next gen, the next generation process um, and what we announced just before that press release was we announced the next gen was finally up and running. Okay. And we tweaked it and, it, and it, we got out some bugs and it's finally running. That is, uh, uh the process that can, uh, pro, uh, process wires at a much higher production rate, narrow distribution and at lower CapEx and OpEx. So what we do is actually we take a wire and we have some plasma torches and pinch upon it and converts it to these powders. There's a number of takeaways here. First of all, as I said, uh, we didn't go for the press release a while back and use our legacy. We decided we have to do it right. If we're going to do it and be in the business, it has to be right. And that's commendable, by the way. I don't know very many small caps that would give up that kind of an opportunity just well, to, to do it right. It's, 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 it's the only way, I mean, it's the only way to do it. I mean, it's um, if you're going to compete, we're competing against some big people and there's some very discerning clients out there. And, um, and for us, it was the only way to do it. What's interesting. And um, I don't sound arrogant, but 
the multi-billion dollar company and the premium prime, uh, first tier uh, OEM, they both waited. At the time we were small, we were 20 to $50 million market cap asking billion dollar companies to please wait. And they did. Um, and as soon as we got the next gen up and running, the first tier client <coughs> signed a, 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 a contract with us to qualify our powders. They're gonna spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is not a, a small thing in the industry. They, 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 they're, they're looking at adding, I believe they're looking at obviously, uh, they're looking at qualifying our powders, not just for you know, shits and giggles. It's, they're, they're doing it because I suspect they wanna add us as a supplier. Uh, and it costs them hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've heard 300, 400, $500,000 as being the number. How long it's gonna take? I don't know. I mean, that, again, we have never been down this path. They've waited for all this time. You'd think that they might put it into fifth gear, but I don't know what fifth gear is for a company of that size, okay? Uh, so not only have we entered into that, into that contract with them, we've also announced that we're actually starting to supply uh, powders to others who actually again wanna qualify our powders. It takes time. But the big news is we're there. We're there with a production line that I believe, production process, I believe is the, the state of the art. Uh, OEMs that have come in and looked at our facility and, and seen what we're putting together have done buck flips. They've said they've never seen anything like it. It's great. Um, so we're there now. Now, is it gonna be next week, next month? Absolutely not. It's not gonna be next week, next month. It takes time. I think most people are not letting anything out of the bag by telling you that, but it's now moving along with serious end users, which is the news. That's really important. Um, but by the way, Peter, I think to put in perspective for new investors also, for new audiences, what, uh, why global aerospace company, you know, why global aerospace company? In other words, what I want to get to is what are they producing potentially with your powders? Because it's, uh, I want to make sure people understand the gravity of what your, okay. your powder is being used so for. So on a very basic level, there's two advantages by using 3D printing to make parts, aerospace, but any part. First of all, it's one drop at a time. So there's, there's less wastage, but you can also design things that you can never do before. So let me explain one and the other. Let's say you're gonna do a, a wheel, make a wheel. And you take this block of metal and you chip out the wheel uh, and there's a lot of waste, okay? Well, now you don't have to, you can make the wheel one drop at a time and it ends up being exactly the same wheel after wheel and there's no waste. So there's one thing. Now, let's say you wanted to, um, so how it's built on is, is I, I think people know 3D printing, it's based one drop at a time. And if you wanna put a curve, you put a curve one drop at a time. If you wanna have a hole, you build around it. So you have all sorts of kind of holes if you want. And the reason I talk about holes is for um, cooling. Let's say you wanna cool a part, a particular part. Well, it's very difficult to put wormholes into a, a, a manufactured product, but it's not when you're doing 3D printing. So now you can design things that you cannot think about designing before with certain cooling capacities because you couldn't design that type of cooling capacity into the part. So you have two advantages. You have reduced waste and improved design. Significantly so, improved design because before just metal stamping, put, put uh, two circles together, create a wheel, and that was all you could basically do at the end of the day. Now you create ventilation for that wheel or, or that cellular phone part or that jet engine, you can create ventilation shafts. And, and again, I'm being very simple, but let's just sure, say sure. Um, a ball, a, 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 a circle, a sphere is the strongest form, okay? Um, if you could build that sphere without having inside any metal, it'd be very lightweight. 
Okay, these type of innovations in design, if you apply them to an aircraft, and, and let's say the wing or, or different parts of the aircraft are lightweight, are lighter than they are, then now they can fly and they don't need that much fuel to get them from point A to point B because they're lighter. So all these things flow into each other, the design, the, 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 the less waste, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what's really cool about our next gen, and this is like a little bit blue sky, is I, I've said, it, you, you operate now at higher production rates. The, the, the higher the production rate that you can process wire, the, the, the faster you can go and make it economical. Well, first of all, the, our titanium wire, we can make a lot more economical than we could in the past because we're producing uh, at a higher rate per hour and, and a cheaper OPEX and CAPEX cost. But you can imagine that now you, could, you can consider using other wires that were more too expensive, or too, too cheap, sorry, uh, to, be, to run through the process um, economically. So you have titanium at one end, which is a very expensive wire, but you have steel at the other end. So we're producing titanium at over 25 kilograms an hour to get steel, which is very cheap, into a, into a, a production uh, uh, range that would make it economical as well. You have to do 200 kilograms an hour. So I'm just giving an estimate off the top of my head. So as you move up the chain, up you move up the, the, the ladder of production, you're introducing more wires that could be considered by 3D printing industry as a wire that could be turned to powder for eventual consideration in different parts. That's really interesting. That's something that you know we haven't even touched upon in anything, but that's where it's opening things up. So we're actually at the cutting edge of, of 3D printing, uh, manufacturing, processing of, of powders, we believe. And um, this, I, I can't put any words in her mouth, but maybe these are the type of, of things that Pyrogenesis is doing that motivated Kathy Wood from ARC Investment to put Pyrogenesis uh, in her 3D printing fund, ETF, when we were uh, we, we, one of the few Canadian companies she's done this to, and, and also one of the few that at the time that were not on NASDAQ, we were on OTCQB. By the way, it's worth mentioning also, you have been nominated Materials Company of the Year two years running on before next gen. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were, you were doing, you guys were doing some pretty amazing things before next gen. I can only imagine what next gen. And if all these may, if these big aerospace companies and OEMs were willing to wait for next gen, it's that speaks volumes just on its own. Yeah. And you know, we're here now we're producing, we're, 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 we're running, we're running and you know, we're just, and we're not a, 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 a one shop stop. I mean, that's not all we do. And that's interesting because we're playing against some interesting players in the marketplace and they may take the vision, oh, we're gonna undercut the price. We can, we can live it out. We've got other things happening on the other side that we can, you know, we are a multi-legged tool here. We're here to stay in 3D printing. You wanna lower prices, go ahead, have a ball, do it. Uh, we can, 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 uh, we can handle that. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that to tell you, we haven't seen that at all, but just in case. Just in case. And that's the advantage of being a plasma torch company with a global multiple applications at the end of the so day. So I, 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 I compare us to a multi-legged stool. You cut off one leg, we still have many, many, many legs on which to, to balance our, 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 the stool. Um, let's move on to topic number four. I don't think a pyrogenesis update would be an update without talking about your relationship with uh, HPQ Silicon. 
Oh, that that was one where we came up with a press release interest, interest, uh, recently. It was really it was interesting how, I don't know if it went nowhere, but I don't know if people got it. Well, um, listen, it's last week. Here's the press release. Power was, it just last, was it just last week? July 6th. Oh, okay. Sorry. Pyrogen, well, time flies for you guys, right? There's so much going on. Yeah. Pyrogen announces $4.6 million increase in funding to transform quartz into fume silica, signs $4 million contract with HPQ Pulver. So that's a mouthful there. Uh, again, for the benefit of new investors, what are you doing there in terms of there's two components? You're transforming quartz into a, into a lot of things in a one-step process. But in this process specifically, it's fume silica. And when you said earlier, I don't know if people got it, you can't blame people if they don't get it right off the bat because how yeah, many people know true. what fume that's silica true. is, right? So let's talk a little bit about the basics of what, what that technology and what that product is and then move into this agreement with HBQ. And, and what so, so we came up with this, um, well, fume silica first is a, a thickening agent. It's used in uh, paint, cosmetics, toothpaste, uh, and what we're trying to develop is a one-step process to convert quartz into fume silica, which at least it looks like it's going to be extremely economically beneficial, but will also reduce greenhouse gases by 90%. So again, it hits the, you know, making sustainability sustainable because we can do it and make it cheaper. And it's a better process than the legacy processes, if, if it works. Um, and uh, it reduces greenhouse gases. What's interesting is we put together this consortium, uh, government government agencies, HPQ, and ourselves. We put in 175k uh, of the 5.3 million, and this is a pool of funds that comes all to us. And I don't think that's what people understood. That the, the pool of funds all come to all, all to us, and in it, and because we're developing some new IP, and you know who do we want to commercialize it with? The best one would be you know HPQ. They've been doing the other things with us as well. So we, um, HPQ is, is paying the lion's share uh, of the 5.3 and includes uh, for IP that we're, it, if, that we're developing. So it's a $5.3 million uh, 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 funding to develop this process and, and it'll, be, it'll be commercialized through HPQ's new, um, new uh, um, entity, which you mentioned before, HPQ Pure, I, I, I forget the name. It's just HPQ. Paul Vare, yeah. We just, thank we, you, Paul Vare. Thank you. Thank you very much. How so, big is this marketing? I mean, uh, look, we've the first three initiatives we've gone over, if there's one common denominator to all three of them is they're global applications, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, can it's, we presume that you know, you're, you're not playing small ball and if you got three global applications you're going after, you don't need to play small ball on anything. George can come to you with the greatest idea in the world, but if the market's too small, you're going to say, hey, George, that's, that's great. We could do it, but it's a, it's a small market. So can we assume that the fume silica market is a really big market that you think you can make a dent in together? Well, with yeah, I mean, if it works, it's, um, if, it work, if it works the way we sit, think it's going to work, there's, there's, it's going to be economical and it lowers greenhouse gases. So you nailed it. There's no reason why somebody shouldn't use this process. Um, Again, the relationship with HPQ is one where we get a royalty and then we can convert that royalty into a 50% ownership in the, in the entity. Um, I don't know if he has announced or what the size of the marketplace is. I, I, it's huge, but I, I, I let him 
I'll, I'll let HPQ talk. I about believe the they talked about, uh, and I'm reading here, demand for fube silica is growing 6% compound annual growth rate with a global address market of 1.5 billion 2016, expect to be 2.2 billion next year. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that makes sense. So the reason I say it's up to him because he's the one that's going to be commercializing it. We gave him the rights to the to do that. So um, from the sounds of it, it sounds like you're going to be able to, if everything goes well, you should be able to make a real dent in this because there are two components of this. One is toxic byproducts are being used in current processes. So we eliminate, we, we reduce those. Yeah. And, and two, uh, you think you can reduce greenhouse uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions by 90%. So is this just a case of, hey guys, if we can actually produce this, we're going to win because I don't see how any entity doesn't win when you can eliminate toxic chemicals and reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 90%. And you do it cheaper and you make it sustainable. And, and you do, and you make sustainability sustainable by making it cheaper than what's taking place. That's the goal. How long do you think it'll take for this fume silica initiative to find ballpark? Again, ballpark, we're not going to name you down. We're not going to put you in timelines, but I'll, I'll let HPQ to talk about that. I, I, well, one thing is, you know, people tease me a lot about, you know, I give time frames for crying out loud, and 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 I and I, you know, if uh, you know, I seem to get them wrong. Either they're early, which is not as often as they're late, <laughs> because I think about how I could do it, right? How fast it should go. From you know, given my, my how how I would do, it. But then you, you get you get you know other things delaying delaying things. And there's always some delays. But one thing you know, if you look back at what I've been talking about since day one, pretty much everything I've said has come to fruition, even though it's late. You know, even though you know the, the U.S. Navy was one. Yeah. You know, they told us we're going to get a, 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 an agreement in place. One thing led to another, but we eventually get it. Um, uh, we eventually do it. So that, that's a nice takeaway, at least. I don't tell people things blow up and they don't they disappear. Hopefully, I'm I'm not, I'm not being challenged. And I not wood, not wood that you know we maintain that that actually remarkable in my opinion uh, track record of actually saying we're going to do things and we do them. That's remarkable. I think if you look back at a number of things we're doing in the industries we're doing them, uh, with the players we say we're doing them, it, it, it they, they take place. At the end of the day, we come out with our next gen. At the end of the day, you know it happens and there's delays. So I've got a stellar track record there. So Absolutely. I don't mind to continue yeah. going out and saying what we're doing. However, I'm a little reluctant to start talking about timeframes because it just seems I'm not good at nailing them down that well, am I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, and I uh, was going to, can we get a ballpark? In other words, is this something you'll know in, it's not something you're going to know in one month. It's not gonna, something you're going to know in five years. Is this a one-year-ish, you know, project? Is this I think I think Bernard knows better on HPQ okay. to speak to that, you know, and, and he probably has, and I, and I just don't recall. I mean, I, I know the numbers and the timeframes we have in our mind. I just don't know what is be, what has been what what we've committed to tell the tell the tell the, uh, right. the, the marketplace. But for the benefit of going home, the the uh, the the uh, supporting news here is that you've already transformed quartz into other products. So it's not as if this is the first time you're trying to transform quartz into something. You, you've Pyrogenesis become somewhat I, of an expert of transforming. I alluded to this in the past when I said, you know, there's so much happening in that particular field. And what we're doing with the HPQ, there's so much happening that can happen us actually. And we're doing it. We're, we're, we're doing it bit by bit. Um, and, and the more we're doing in, in, in HPQ and in, in of itself, we're putting multiple legged, legged 
we're making up it's on itself a multi-legged stool i mean if one goes away or has a delay we're doing quite a few things now with courts um it's quite phenomenal uh, quite phenomenal what's taking place there and again look if it if one two or three hit it it's it's pretty good what i like is is what we're doing uh, for the environment as well for the world i mean we're, we're reducing waste we're repurposing waste we're doing it economically we're doing it cheaper than what's traditionally out there that's what i, I that's what i like using pyrogenesis um, advantages to doing i don't want to take advantage of government grants tax credit systems to justify my product i believe in pyrogenesis we strive to make it work competitively against the legacy technology that's where we put our gray matter that's where we put our brains that's where it should be i think i think we're selling the world short and thinking and saying oh uh, we need all this government support and tax credits to make it worthwhile no we, we've got the brains in the world to actually figure out how to do it cheaper let's do it let's put our brains to the right place make it cheaper so that companies want to take it and then there's nothing then we've solved the environmental problem easily easily i mean if you can find a cheaper way to do it and it lowers greenhouse gases there's no reason why everybody shouldn't be signing up to us or to anybody else that's the golden ticket this decade that's it that's, that's what corporate that's what ticket. corporation and funding that's what we should be doing uh, too, I find too much relies on the generosity of governments or tax credits and things like that. That that's a, a fictitious environment, in my opinion. I mean, it's a real. You got to be able to stand up on your own. So in case yeah, stand up on your own. Stand up, make sustainability sustainable for crying out loud. Because I think people get complacent. They say, "Oh, it's good enough uh, with the government grants and everything else. Uh, it'll there'll be a market," and and they don't bother thinking the next five six steps to make it cheaper. You know, once some people are at that goal line, they say, okay, we got a marketplace. Let's fund the company. Let's raise capital. Let's shove it down people's throats. No, I'm, I'm getting a little bit, I'm, I'm bordering on political here, so I should be careful. But it, it's what it's what I believe pyrogenesis, well, pyrogenesis is an example. We make it cheaper and it reduces greenhouse gases or helps the environment. Okay, that's it. That's what we spend our time doing. There's a number of times where we could have stopped early and said, guess what? We make it uh, greenhouse gas and we, it works, but it's more expensive. So. And last but not least, this one's an easier one uh, just to keep it, you know, end off a little simpler, which is April 27th, you announced the binding LOI to acquire air science technologies, which, you know, is a, you know, not a big number, $4.8 million, but it's an important uh, acquisition. So where, where are you at with the air science acquisition? <laughs> you know, uh, so for the background, for people that, that don't know me, I, I, that's my background. I used to do mergers and acquisitions uh, in, in, in New York for the Fortune 1000 back in the 80s. Um, you know, George, there's this, it's, it's, it's the same pain in the butt to do a 4.8 million as it is to do a $48 million. You, know, you have to follow the same process, right? And you have to dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure everything's good. I'm I'm over the top. I love this acquisition. The more I get into it, um, the, the the more I, uh, I I love what they do. So basically, what Air Science does is, on, on one of the things they do is they repurpose gas that comes off of landfills. So they take the gas that comes out of landfills and damages the environment, and repurposes it as a renewable natural gas. 
So a renewable natural gas is something that could be used in pipelines, gas pipelines. So you can imagine if the gas pipeline is usually taking a, a gas that's been, you know, into the pipeline and to get it, they've damaged the environment to get the gas. You can imagine if a portion of that pipeline is used by gas come is is, 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 is part of it is, is is gas that's come off of landfills and instead of going and damaging the environment it's put into the gas pipeline it's used as a gas there's two benefits you you're not using you're, you're taking a gas a, a landfill gas that's damaging and you now make it something useful and it replaces gas that is coming from a, a source that damages uh, uh, the environment. So it's a, it's a, it's a double whammy. Um, I like it a lot because right now the environment, at least in North America, is towards governments mandating that pipelines have at least a certain amount of renewable natural gas. So there's a demand for renewable natural gas being legislated. In, and I just told you, we don't make processes that uh, that rely on, on government leg legislation. Uh, five seconds. No, no, you said <laughs> you said credits. In or, or even government or government legislation. Now, that's not to say that I, I, I don't embrace it if it's there. So so it's there, and and that's what the environment is. They're starting to mandate that these pipelines have a certain amount of renewable natural gas, and basically, air science can repurpose landfill gas into that type of product. Now. There's a huge tidal wave of demand that seems to be um, coming coming forward from these government legislations, um, and it's right up our our, our alley. We want to be greenhouse gas reducers. You know, we want to we're, we're we're developing into a company. I believe that should be recognized as uh, one that helps helps industries reduce greenhouse gas and help the environment. And this is right up our niche. It's right up our niche. And by acquiring air science, it put us like 10, 15 years ahead instead of us starting from scratch. And that's a very exciting, a very exciting um, um, field to be in right now. And is the value there that you can take air science, put the pyrogenesis muscle behind it, and just supercharge it into much bigger business at the end? Yeah, of course. So the muscle that you're talking about is essentially our engineering depth, our experience in dealing with multi-billion dollar companies. We understand the quality they require. We, under, we have all this history that we can bring to the fore. Plus, I'm sure as soon as we get into it, we're going to see, um, see multiple ways where we can add and we can, we can, we can add, we can bring some, well, we hope we can bring some intellectual property to it as well, or develop, sorry, intellectual property from what we see once we get into it. We have some ideas already. The second aspect, which is really interesting. Uh, well, no, I, I, we'll leave that alone for right now. We'll leave that alone for right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sure. It has, yeah, it has to do with the impact that, they, that their technology has on some of our existing products. Um, uh, almost, we almost, we'll just, we almost leave that. We also leave that alone. But, All right. Let's end it off with this on a really cool, happy note. Yeah. Um, tomorrow is going to be a pretty cool day for shareholders. With uh, with the swag that's been long requested, yeah, you guys have worked on it. You deliver, you're delivering it, and tomorrow's going to be charity swag kickoff. Uh, 
tell us, just give us a little sneak preview, but there's, you'll so, have So we gave a little sneak preview at an annual general meeting. Uh, so we developed some swag with the Pyrogenesis logo and some themes that I think are kind of fun. I've been kicking around with investors and uh, uh, the idea behind it is all charitable. It's all charitable. And so what we did at the company, some people got together uh, and, and, and dedicated their time to developing this concept of, uh, and the designing of it. And, and, and it's all high quality product. They're cups, Yeti cups, uh, uh, hoodies, caps, uh, barbecue sets. They're all of high quality. They're not gonna come apart in your washer and dryer. Yeah. But the idea is, um, what we want to make sure is that it wasn't taking away from uh, investors. In other words, no, pro we, Pyrogenesis is not funding it. So basically what's, well, not we're funding it, we're buying, the, we're buying the inventory, but they get reimbursed. So all the costs, shipping and, 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 and costs of buying the product go back to Pyrogenesis. But all the profit is gonna go to children's charity. And, wow. and, and I thought that was pretty cool um, from a number of perspectives. You know, we're all busy here. We're working like dogs, but it's amazing how uh, some of our employees have dedicated their time to this and it's kind of re it renews them. You know, they, 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 they stop doing this and they start doing the swag and, and they come back to their job and they're more excited. And there's a sense of pride of having done this and coming out with it. And it's not for profit. It's not, it's, it's for profit, but not for us. It's for charity. Um, and we can come to terms with it on the board because we say, okay, we tick a box, it's marketing, right? We got the pyro logo on it also. We tick that box, but really it's the charitable aspect that we're able to generate an interest enough that people may want to buy it. And as a result, we help some kids somewhere around the world. So that's- Peter, really you should also, if I can, uh, request that you guys take a close look at the George Cholas Ferrari Fund. It's a very- <laughs> It's a very noble cause. Yeah. And some of that money can be redirect towards that charitable, you know, cause. It's the George Cholas Ferrari Fund. That would be that that's that'd be worth considering at least. George Cholas, okay. We'll 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 <laughs> I'm working on something in my in my head, but so basically what it is tomorrow is gonna to be kickoff at the um, at the Agoracom uh, Q and A. Uh, it's gonna be the kickoff. Uh, we're gonna kick it off. They're gonna be standard prices, but there's gonna be a certain section where some of the standard prices are up and people bid on them. Uh, and the idea is those are gonna be what we call signature. So there's gonna be, they're gonna be numbered one to 10 uh, and, and there'll be a signature on it. I, I guess you can ask for no signature if you want, but uh, so there's gonna be four products. There's gonna be the, uh, the barbecue set, the apron, the Yeti cup and the Yeti uh, the bigger cup. And uh, so four items, 10, that's 40 items. And uh, it all goes to charity. That's, that's what's cool. So it's just that I kick off of four items because the other items are, are clothing and you can't really put a number on them and say it'll, it'll fade and you're, you're going to ruin them. So that's, that's, we're going to kick that off tomorrow. We'll probably keep it open, the bidding, until like evening hours, then close it out. And then there and on, it will be um, normal pricing. Uh, maybe every so often we'll come up with a signature one where we can have a make it make it a little bit more exclusive. The idea there is, I think we're 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 going to charge ten dollars more minimum price on the signature items, but it all goes to charity. Yeah, so it's just to, yeah. it's just to be it's just to have fun, and, and it's a great uh, engagement tool. I think it's just another great way for shareholders of Pyro, uh, who who actually we have to credit with spearheading this because it was during one of our Q and As. I don't know, maybe eight, nine months ago, where someone asked for, when are you gonna come out with Pyrogenesis swag? And that kind of kicked it off. So uh, 
So yeah, well, uh, I think it's a great way to just keep that great relationship going, this fantastic relationship. So those Yeti have. cups, I mean, those Yeti uh, things came, I think the suggestion came from a, some people on Agoracom and they, they wanted different yep. things in the barbecue set. So we tried to address it all. We didn't want too much product to begin with because, you know, we don't know how it's going to go. But we'll see. We'll, get, we'll have fun with it. And um, it just goes, you know, we, we tend to have been successful over the past year. And I guess one of my the things I say is, you know, as you become more successful in life, don't forget the less, the less fortunate along the way. And this is the one way that the company is, is trying to, to demonstrate that, that philosophy. Peter, thanks so much for thanks this amazing update. It's, I mean, there's so much going on. Yeah. I think it's great to kind of have this reset, talk about all the initiatives. And, uh, and thanks for giving us that sneak peek on the, on, on, the charitable, on the charity swag initiative tomorrow. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Thanks, thanks, George. And, and again, when you see what's happening and the torches, the, the 3D printing, the uh, draw strike, uh, the acquisition, what's happening at HPQ, there's so much happening. I'm just so busy right now. And, and I apologize for not having done this earlier, Or, uh, but, you know, that's just a little bit busy. And thanks for getting I, I think I speak for everybody when I say no apologies necessary. You've been... Oh, and George, um, I, we didn't mention that there's going to be a Q&A tomorrow. And again, the reason for the Q&A is essentially because you know, our, our investor base has, gone, has, has increased significantly. And um, we have a lot of new, new phases with the same <coughs> type of questions that some of the old timers have had. Uh, and some of the old timers may say, well, why are we having this Q&A? You know, we know all this stuff, but you know, there's a lot of people, there's over 10,000 new people faces in the past year. So it's part of a, it's almost like a filler. We're going to do the launch. We'll have a few Q and A. We'll see how the launch goes, and, and and then and then once we're done with the Q and A, we'll be done with it. But the Q and A is basically for the new people. They may ask the same questions like they always do. Uh, there may be some new ones, and oh, uh, they're always valuable. And by the way, you can't call them old timers. The, what the kids call them today, you got to call them OGs, the original gangster shareholders. You got to call them OGs, not old timers. Thanks, one right over here. <laughs> thanks, Peter. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. But thanks for doing this today. Thanks, George. All the best to you and all the best to everybody else. Thanks a million. To everybody at home, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you've been watching it on YouTube, make sure you like it and comment on it. Push that relevance up for Power Genesis uh, in the uh, YouTube engines. And if you've, been, uh, if you've been listening on podcasts, make sure to like it and share it as well. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you found it as valuable as we did. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.